Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is your official spoiler warning. We know we have a lot of um, Eleanor of Avalon. Yeah. Eleanor of Avalon fans out there. Uh, So if you haven't yet gotten to episode 20 of season three... Uh, we will be spoiling that episode, maybe. So, um, so you can only really listen to the first half of this podcast. There you go. That's your official spoiler warning. Peace. I hate the word. And welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizamo Rama, a podcast where each week my friend Zach and I get together and use John Leguizamo's filmography as an excuse to catch up because it's really <laughs> difficult for us to find time to just grab a coffee. I mean, it is when you hit your 30s, that shit gets real tricky. I would argue that it's hard for us to find time to catch up because I'm always fucking watching John Leguizamo. Stuff. Yeah, that's true. It's like I could have been doing. I could have caught up with you today. Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Saturday afternoon is a great time to catch up with friends, but unfortunately, I was watching John Leguizamo's filmography. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> my name is uh, Mish Wittrup. You might know me from. Uh, my favourite thing to do of a Saturday afternoon. Oh, good. Because we are recording this on a Saturday afternoon. Yep. Uh, my favourite thing to do of a Saturday afternoon is to have a siesta. I love a Saturday afternoon siesta. Should she be in a position to fit one in? Uh, I am joined as always by my, like, mate, friend. Yeah. Zach. I hope so. <laughs> uh, who you might know from. Uh, you might know my, my ideal Saturday thing to do on a Saturday, mm-hmm. you know, I don't do this often, but I love doing something slow cooked. Do you? I love going, Hey, it's Saturday. I'm up. Let's uh, have a late dinner. I'll go down to the shops and I'll, you know, do a slow cooked something. This is the time to make something. Yeah. You know, that's a great Saturday. So like by moment. slow clock cooked, do you mean like two o'clock start for a 7 p.m. finish or do you mean like a 10 a.m. start? I mean, like what it would be is something that I started at two and I go, fuck, I should have started this at 10. Yep. You know, like I, um, I, I do a really great um, pork taco that takes like six hours. Birria tacos? No, no, it's because like, they're um, very trendy right now. No, no, that's the other. No, it's a different kind. It's um, like it's uh, I'm blanking on the name. It's where it's cooked in its own fat, f- fat, and like anyway, that's the one I do because I missed it during COVID. Yum yum, yum yum yum. Can't really get it in Australia. Yum yum yum. As much as I love being here with you on a Saturday afternoon, it's made even brighter by the fact that we bring in a guest a with guest. us. Oh. Look who it is. Uh, we have got this week phenomenal comedian writer podcaster, and most recently, correct me if I'm wrong, but a talk show host for an (laughs) online talk show called Scamp. I've heard this. Absolutely. We've got Ashley Appap with us today. Hey. Hey. Hello, friends. Congratulations on podcasting. It's not an easy game to get into. Uh, Yeah, congratulations. Who who did you have to, how did you get into it? How did you do it? (laughs) Um, I knocked on the the big door. The podcast guy. The the podcast guy. And I said, look, if if Paul F. Tompkins can do it, Mm. surely I can. Yeah. And wow. can. Yeah, that's what we said. Yeah. We said exactly the same thing. He's what? the pod father and I'm the pod niece. Mm. Yeah, good. Mm. Mm. Family. What I like most about you <laughs> and guests like you is often when guests come in here, we kind of go, it's what we do here is quite niche, you know, like it's, it's John Leguizamo filmography thing. But we didn't need to explain that to you because you have an equally niche podcast Yes. About a show that ended years ago called Pretty Little Liars. Yes, it's the stupidest show ever made. Mm. Well, I would argue John Leguizamo Rama is pretty up there. Mm. I think we've got a bit of a stupidest show ever made off right now. I think we need to battle it out. <laughs> What's yours called? It's called Call an Adult. 
because it's the one thing that these characters refuse to do. Great. Basically, the very That's basic concept. That's a good concept, title. Thank you very much. <laughs> the very basic concept very is cool. there's a bunch of girls getting texts from someone who's threatening them, who knows all the secrets that only their dead friend knew. Yeah. And um, why at any point do they not tell someone? Yeah. See, I just started rewatching Degrassi Junior High. Oh, God. And that is a show that has call an adult as the third act. They always call the adult, and it's Absolutely. great. I love when they call the adult. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Degrassi, did you then go into the, the season that came out in 2000? I'm literally right on. I watch, I've watched, two, like I started a, like a week ago, I've watched very few episodes. Okay. I'm right at the start. If you have trouble running into finding episodes, I do have all the DVDs up to season 13. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Can lend them out. It's um, so good. It's so good. And one of my favorite things about it is because each episode is 45 minutes, but they're always two-parters. Have yeah, you noticed this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So if you want to end on a cliffhanger, take a break or do something else, you're going to be thinking about it and you're going to come back and get that resolution. Mm. And the resolution is call an adult. Always. <laughs> do you know what – okay, I have a confession. Yeah. I've never watched an episode of Degrassi. Oh, Mish. And oh. I'm pretty sure the reason is, and it was crazy because everyone was watching it. Mm. And it was very, my sister's uh, two and a half years older than me, but three year levels above in school. And everyone in her year level was watching it, mm. right? But the reason I yes. didn't was because it was on at the same time as The Nanny. Um. And I watched The Nanny every single day. Every single week, yeah. without fail. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a that's a very hard decision to make. Yeah, Degrassi or that. But I feel like we were actually talking about this outside before about things that like divide people. But I feel like you're a Degrassi person or you're the nanny person. And I am sitting. Well, amongst I watched Degrassi. I watched junior high repeats. I don't think they clash with. The, that's a very there was a lot of kind re- of person. There was yeah. a lot of repeats of both of those shows. Mm. Like it's a fine excuse, Mish, but you just got to own. If you wanted to watch Degrassi, you could have. You could have. <laughs> I've, I've had the DVDs this whole time. It's very possible to access such a thing. Um, no, but uh, I actually would like to bring something forward to oh, the please. table, if I may. It's please. actually, we, we touched on it outside just before. Yep. Um, I discovered something about Ashley outside before we began oh, recording. Okay. I'm scared. No, don't be. Uh, I, hopefully you don't mind. We can beep it out if it's offensive. But Ashley's a Gilmore Girls fan. Yes. Right? And I was like, yuck, because I just don't get it. I don't understand people who love Gilmore Girls. However, I am a Grey's Anatomy fan. Right. And I think that you can be a fan of both, but there's always one you prefer, and you're either a Gilmore Girls person. You're creating the strangest... Like you are just Divides. randomly picking. Shows. I want divide. I want to divide people. If you had said Degrassi <laughs> and Heartbreak High, if you had, oh, yeah. High School High, sorry, yeah, like if you had said said uh, no Heartbreak High, sorry. High School High, I just made that <laughs> High up. School High. Let's I love it. it. Never has someone corrected themselves to the wrong thing. <laughs> high School High is a is a like fake teen drama about a bunch of stoners <laughs> who want to make a TV show about their high school. I think I used to call Heartbreak High High School High. I, I don't reckon, know why. I think, I think High School High is the perfect podcast name for someone who watches high school television series, like yeah. about like coming of age kind of television. But I anyway. just yeah. this is I've got to get back to the fact that those are the things you compare. You compare the nanny to just shoot me, but you are saying that how could just shoot me? You're saying that there is a divide between fans of Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. and Grey's Anatomy. Yes, yeah. you're going to prefer one or the other, but I can pick any two shows. No, ever. hold on, hold on. No, I think. And correct me if I'm wrong, because it's only a theory I got 10 you minutes wrong, ago. Yeah. I haven't fucking said anything, cunt. Where do you live on the spectrum? <laughs> Sesame Street to the news. <laughs> you know, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like Everyone that. prefers one over the other. Absolutely. <laughs> me, myself, I can understand the benefits of either. You know, I love knowing my ABCs. I also love knowing where the local serial killers are. You know, what I need to know is where you fall on the Channel 7 reboot of of Australian Idol versus pornos. (laughs) Yeah? There you go, pick! Here's one. Here's one that's genuinely potentially... uh, Okay. 24. Yeah. Versus... What's another show that has a number in the title? Ah, that's good. 60 Uh, Minutes. 60 Minutes. That's good. That one's good. I would say 60 minutes because I've never watched 24. No. But I've always found first. <laughs> <laughs> Hold 
hold on. Yeah, go. I'm just saying that we. I came to the Gilmore Girls Grey's Anatomy thing outside 15 minutes ago, right? Mm-hmm, mm. And I think I would like to test my theory yeah. that people have either watched a lot of Gilmore Girls or a, or lot, a lot of Grey's, of Grey's, Anatomy, Grey's Anatomy, but not both. Well, there I, are a lot of people that have watched n- neither. I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> That's you yourself have said you watched one to three seasons of Grey's Anatomy. I was fully in. See, that's what I mean. But not Gilmore. Have you watched Gilmore Girls? Okay, so here's my confession time. I had the <laughs> biggest crush on um, Lorelai. Is it uh, Rory. Rory, the daughter or the mum? The daughter. Rory, honestly. Rory, and this is my confession as someone who watched all of it. Yeah, can't stand either of them. Well, because <laughs> apparently they become awful people. They just like fall apart. Yeah. But I had the biggest crush on the actress uh, Alexis Bledel, Bledel, mm. Bledel, Bledel. Mm. I had the, not enough of a crush to find out how to pronounce it. Last <laughs> time. But I had a huge crush on her. When she was in I, Sin City, you, oh, I was like, okay. I was mm. like, that was like, oh, my God. So your crush is more so on Alexis Bledel than it is on Rory from Gilmore Girls. I never watched Gilmore Girls, but one time, because I was such a horny teenager, I watched, <laughs> they, they, they sh- were showing on Channel 10, like three in a row for some reason. Yeah. Mm. And I watched all three and it wasn't a show I cared for. I didn't engage with the story. I didn't know who anyone was, mm. but I just had such a big crush on Rory that I watched the whole thing. So mm. that's, I've, I've seen like four episodes of Gilmore Girls. Fair. And um, how much, how much came out? <laughs> <laughs> I How much does three episodes get you? I didn't jerk it to Gilmore Girls. <laughs> oh, you I edged, so you many edged to Gilmore Girls. Okay, all right. All right. Edging it to Gilmore Girls. <laughs> it's a good show to edge this it to. This is the most podcast <laughs> thing I've ever... <laughs> Have you edged it to Gilmore was Girls? It? Call in. <gasps> You're like a Howard Stern of podcasts. Wasn't Mate, Chad... you're not living until you've edged it to Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Had, wasn't Chad Michael Murray on that show? Yes. Have you seen him recently? No. Not in the streets. TikTok drama. Woo woo. He's selling, um, uh, he's promoting phone app games, like app games on like, phones and stuff. Like, hey guys, when I'm really bored, I play Monsters Inc. on my iPhone. This app costs two ninety nine. Blah, blah blah. That's what he's doing now, and he looks hot. Like, but like you know, a skinny. I used to be hot kind of way. He was yeah. in, I didn't watch it. This is another another spectrum potentially. Yeah. Mm. He was in Riverdale, I believe. Really? As like a fucked priest who is like potentially like prob- problematic. Probably. Probably What's another priest. fucked priest show? Well, no, on the uh. Mish spectrum, it's just anything that came out. <laughs> you either like Riverdale or you like the first two seasons of House of Cards. You know, <laughs> you like both. I'm sorry. That's all very funny, but <laughs> hilarious. You two are hysterical. I, but I think I'm correct. I don't think there is anyone who has watched a lot of both. I think you've either watched uh, a lot of Grey's or a lot of Gilmore no, Girls. No, I, I think there is a type of that. Those shows are kind of comparable. They're nah. time, time wise as well. Mm. There definitely could be. Like a person yeah. out there that was watching. Both. I think you choose one. I think I don't think you commit to that kind of show. With that much excess, you pick one okay. because, like, you know what I mean. Like, you, you don't oh, agree. No, I know no. you. You think I'm stupid. I just think this is like the most whack thing I've ever heard in my life. It's a crazy ultimatum. It's just got no. It's like like not even the opposite of real. It's just it's out of nothing. It's like various thoughts but you know strewn what? together. Mm. But what but is life. It's not something out of nothing. Yeah. yeah thank you. See, that's mm. all I need. And I and you mm. you know what. Most people would have a preference out of those two shows. Thank you. Yeah. But I think someone out there is getting me right now. Well, they yeah. get me. If there's a person that is, obviously they have to let you both know yes. in some way. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. only we had various social media platforms that you could comment on or five star reviews you could give this podcast. Yeah, that's get With- back to that if you want. <laughs> Give us a five-star review. That would be fucking and, mint. And if you watch both of them go, fuck you, yeah. I watch both, five stars. Yeah, five stars only. We've said that yeah. before. It's like if you want to criticise us, you can, but it has to be under a five-star review. Yeah. That's the toll you pay. Ashley, as you know, you are on a John Leguizamo-based podcast. Oh, I know. Did you know who he was before we asked you onto the pod? I did. 
but I did not know him by name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew that face, which I, and I listened to a bunch of episodes before, mm-hmm. and I, I know that you've touched on this, and that's a common thing with people that come on is, mm. oh, yeah, I know that guy's face. Mm. Where did you know him from? Oh, okay. This is the thing. Mm. I kept his IMDb up so that I could remember the thing. I love this. I love I I'm so sorry if you're going to have to no, totally work ethic this. and your um, Googling. Mm. Also, I have a whole little, um, a little notes app of, of I, I wrote down every quote he said in the thing that we watched, every single line that was his so that I could keep tabs of how much he was actually in it. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I have a whole conspiracy theory about this. this is oh, amazing. my God. I love this. Oh, I can't we'll, wait for we'll that. get That's there. great. I can't even remember what the thing was called. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> so, that's great. I forgot yeah. why we were here. Just, I, I, I want that to be the context that when I read the blurb about it, mm. I want that to be the context. That, yeah. that one of the people on this podcast yeah. wrote down every quote. Yeah. And and then and the what, other ones owned, the other one, owned this podcast and didn't do shit. <laughs> you don't have you've earned the right not to. That's right. Okay, so it was of course from um, Romeo and Juliet, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, I remember this. And in mm-hmm. oh. pause for some oh Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge, of course. Yeah. And he's in Carlito's way, which just makes me think of if did you either of you watch the show Love? Love. No, Paul Rust's love. No, was no. it good? It's great. They it, in it. He has a fictional band where they make fake theme songs for movies that already exist, and they do wow. one for that movie. Oh, Carlito's Way Carlito's was way. a real uh, discovery of this podcast. I mm. had not watched it, and uh, I loved it. You loved it. Too, yeah, too. Yeah. I hadn't seen it either. My, it was one of my mum's favorite movies. My mum's favorite John Leguizamo film was Carlito's Way. It's a beautiful film. There mm. are times on this podcast where. We watch 25 minutes of an animated show mm. on Disney Plus, and mm. then there are times where we finally get around to watching Carlito's Way, and it's and it fucking slaps. <laughs> and, and this episode is. Uh, no, I'm so sorry we didn't times. have you on for Carlitos. <laughs> to be fair, with something like Eleanor of Avalon, not Avalon, by the way, Eleanor of Avalon <laughs> Airport. <laughs> I am the princess. No. <laughs> I'm the princess of the second, the second biggest airport in the Melbourne region. Hey guys, it's me, Alan. I'm here to here to get you on this small plane that won't fly out of Tullamore. We'll be going to Cairns pretty shortly. Uh, I just got to get my fucking cat that has wings off the tarmac. That's so funny. Airport. Fuck. Um. No, but this was one of those things that I'd like, oh, God, we should probably do, should we do the blurb? <sighs> really? Okay. No, well, wait, ad break. Because once we do the blurb, we're only talking about Eleanor of Avalon. After, no, after the break. Okay. We will each expose whether, <gasps> don't tell me, we'll expose our dicks. No, hold on, sorry. <laughs> i got to go home to get mine. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We just started this thing where she, like... She's got this skeezy thing she's doing at the you know moment. What? Zach, I'm very, I'm grateful. So I'm I've sorry, Ashley. I'm really gross lately. I've really been waiting for someone to apologise for Mish, so I'm glad the <laughs> moment is finally here. I um, think it's just like a power play on me because yeah. she knows that if I said, let's all get our dicks <laughs> out, I'd yeah. get in trouble. Absolutely. But she, she can say it. I can it. say it and it's cute. Um, <laughs> no, after, um, after we come back uh, from the ad break, we will inform each other as well as the listeners as to whether we have been to Avalon Airport before. Oh. Whoa. Huge. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, I have never been to Avalon Airport. Which one is Avalon? Is that the one near Geelong? Geelong. I have been to Avalon Airport. Tell us your story. Um, it was for the first ever. <laughs> oh my god! It was for the first ever <laughs> Sydney show I ever did with Auntie Donna, 
and uh, the, the flights were cheaper out of Avalon. Oh. And then there was a point, I think, when I was about halfway to Avalon, I was like, I could have fucking driven to Sydney. <laughs> was it, it, are the planes there, I'm not going to tell my story yet because it's Saxton. Are the planes there only smaller planes or regular sized planes? Do you remember the size of the plane? Uh, well, it was a normal Jetstar flight. I think it's more about just that they can go out. Like it's more a scheduling thing. Mm. Mm. It was a normal airport. It, from memory, it's it was small, kind of like be very small. A, it was not dissimilar to a Cairns, Tassie, to Hobart, Hobart. Mm. Cairns before that. Cairns has since expanded, but you know what I'm saying. Like yes. it's it's just a normal but but commercial airport. Does it have a news yeah. agent? Uh, look, it was a long time ago, but I'm sure it does. <laughs> airports love a news agent. It's I, that one terminal kind of thing. You come through and there's one terminal, you can get a sausage roll, mm. you can mm. get some chewy and not much else. I don't think airports legally cannot have a news, news agents. agents. Yeah. Have That's, you been to Avalon Airport? I have been. Oh! <gasps> wow. I have not. I, I don't think I've flown out of Avalon. but yeah, I That's have crazy. I just, I just wanted to check shit out. Um, <laughs> I went for uh, my dad is uh, an engineer and works with planes and is wow. like one of these little freaks that from a little boy was like, all I care about is planes. And now he lives his dream, Golf King. Oh, my God. Bless him. And every year they have the Avalon Air Show. Oh, yes. And so I unwillingly... Mm. Against my will, went many times. I'm sure and that was, was fun. I thought it sounds nice. I hated it. It was back in the time where kids didn't have ear earmuffs, mm. so it was just like the loudest noises in yeah. the world. And my dad and my sister go every year, and I'm like, "You have fun. I'll stick with telemarine." How lovely that he found what he loved and just went, "I'm going to do that, and it will also pay me, right?" Because that's the part. Oh, the pay me. The pay, pay me. me. Yeah, we're making that. fuck yeah. all from this. Yeah. <laughs> We've all chosen to do what we love at yeah. the risk of financial security <laughs> and sanity. Yeah. Like, Imagine, imagine, like your dad is a perfect example. Going, fuck! I'm really passionate about this thing mm. that is required and pays lots. Oh, great! I can get a job and make and buy a house as an mm. adult. Isn't that lovely? I know. I'll never understand that. I will never understand what it's like to want normal a normal life. Yeah, there's nothing normal about art. No, no, we're fucked. We are free. We <laughs> are the tastemakers. We are. <laughs> Yeah. Your dad, yeah, makers. sure. Your dad fixes planes, but could he do a dance about one? <laughs> no. Sure. No. Yeah. Not the way that you could. Not the way I could. People from um, Melbourne, from Avalon to Sydney, we take people to other worlds. To the stars. To the stars. <laughs> to Avalor. To lives, to, they, Avalor. to lives they have not lived, to paths they did not take. That is the power of art. <laughs> we take them to dreams that they did not know no. could come true. Yeah. We it's are almost like we turn weavers. your heart <laughs> we, we, are. we turn your heart into a plane. And that's the difference. When you step into our black box theatres, you are stepping through a portal yeah. that takes you through time and space mm. to wherever you want to be. No plane could ever take you to the emotional soaring heights of art. Yeah. <laughs> a plane cannot take you to the catharsis of Hedagaba. <laughs> <laughs> A plane could never fly like the seagull. <laughs> Stanislavski, my king. A plane could never explore the depth of human imagination that we see in a dream play. <laughs> Chekhov asked, what is a dream? If not your future. Sure, you can store bags in overhead compartments, but we can act in the dollhouse. <laughs> Anyway, um, on that happy note, I reckon it's time to talk about Eleanor of Avalor. Can I just say one more? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> waiting for your flight, <clears throat> like waiting for Godot. Mm. Oh, that was heaps that better was, than my so weird powerful. one about luggage. Mm. Mm. <laughs> this show and this episode. Yeah. I'm well, so ready to talk about it. Is it time? Yeah, I, I've done a little blurb. <clears throat> um, so I again want to point out that our guest... Had writ wrote notes. Yep. And this is my blurb. Oh, God. This week we watched episode 20 of season three of Eleanor of Avalor on Disney+, Plus, which is a cartoon about a princess and her freeloading blonde friend. 
This episode was called Giant Feet because I think there was maybe a monster in it with giant feet. I don't know. I was only half watching. You can't expect me to properly invest in everything we watch on this podcast, can you? Anyway, the princess and her blonde friend reconnect after the blonde friend went off on a boat she borrowed from the princess. John Leguizamo does the voice of like a bird or something. I don't know. That's fucked, Zach. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Ashley. I actually, when we get little ones like this, I love it because it's 24 minutes, I think, 26 minutes. And it's minutes. good for the little ones. It is good for the little ones. But you could just get them just listening to this podcast and watch it. I, I understand it. I'm not stretched. It's not like some weird sci-fi shit. It's not a, you know, a Like the children's drama. cartoon we watched that was about the planets. Yeah, I hated that one. Oh, God. Um, but, no, I, I watched it. I, I, I immersed myself in the full Eleanor of Avalor experience. I personally, mm. this is the one I struggle with the absolute most, this type of, like, kids. Mm. And cartoon. he's done a couple of them. He did Puss in Boots as well. Which are great gigs. It's a gig I would do as an actor. Mm. But yeah. it's it's just, this was of on the better end. It had a catchy little song. Mm. Slapped. Loved the song. Loved yeah. the song. Well, and it opened with that song. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. basically, it opened with the blonde chick writing to the um, princess bitch. And was just like, oh, I'm on a trip, some shit. I don't know. I don't remember how it went. But it was really, it was like, this is a catchy-ass song. Yeah, it was like a good song. It was like, don't blow your best stuff, yeah. but you're a really good writer with a good half day mm. to smash out something good. Yeah. yeah. A lovely duet. They had their, their alternating lines that they kept coming back to. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was lovely. But they didn't go back to rewrite it. There were a couple of, you know what I'm saying? 100%. 100%. Definitely first draft. Like first draft, draft, there was like not that, the lyrics kind of, it was good. It was good. I would say, if anything, even though the song was first draft, Mm. the lyrics of the song Mm. a thousand times better than the actual script itself of Mm. the episode. That's fair. I don't want to. No, I think that's fair. I I engaged with the song. The song picked me up. The script lost Mm. me. The song picked you up. The script let you down. Well, see, yeah. I would I would argue you wow. say <laughs> that maybe there was this was the first draft. No one uh, involved in the song making spent more than half a day. I would argue that no one in the process of making this entire episode episode spent more than half a day on it. It felt very like we've done this before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Although, like animation end to end is at least six months. Okay, you know what I mean. <laughs> Being a yeah, I'm you are being playing. a little dick. I'm just playing. No, had you heard of this show before? I think so. I think oh. I've, I have a four-year-old nephew. Uh. I don't think he watches it, but I th- I'm sure it's scrolled past upon mm. you know getting getting what he yeah, does. Yeah, I've seen watch. it. You'd seen it. Yeah, I watched every episode. I love this show. <laughs> Zach wrote for it. I'd never Big seen Pete's it. Big the monster. I think <laughs> that they had to get. Well, I um, I'd never seen it. I knew nothing about it, and I like since. Bloodline Arama, which is a thing we did recently where we watched the whole of the second season of a show because he wasn't in the first season. <laughs> it was a nightmare because we'd never seen anything in the first season. It was a murder mystery. So in the second season they were talking about a bunch of shit that we just didn't know. But it wasn't a murder mystery. The show was about mm-hmm. the people who did it were, like, afraid of getting caught. Mm. But oh. we had no idea who did what? it. <laughs> because it was exposed at the end of season one. So it was a murder mystery to you. To yeah. us it was a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. And because and you'd, just, you'd expect, you would expect that the start of a new season they'd be like previously on. But it didn't but give remember, you one of those. But remember, we didn't watch the first two episodes. That was oh, the other thing because right. it came in in episode three. That's amazing. So we just had oh. no fucking idea. It was hell. It was awful. And I, I was like, this is better not be like that. But I think I followed what was happening in Eleanor of Avalor. Yeah, I think yeah. they kind of a design. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so this is, so what, please, was, what was happening was exactly what, what I think you said, Zach, which is she has this, fr- Eleanor has this friend, her friend goes away, her friend comes back, there's evil. Mm. What I think's going on underneath, mm-hmm. okay, good. The subtext of this to me, I love this, is that this is this relationship mm-hmm. is like a sugar daddy Hugh Hefner situation, the freeloading blondie, because they are definitely in love. Oh yeah. Oh, you reckon it's a bit oh, gay? Oh, I reckon it's very gay. Did you did you get gay vibes? I got gay vibes, but then I was like mad at myself because I was like, can't two girls just be friends? Not that not when they're that hot. They all fuck. They were hot. Not when they're that hot, they and not hot. when in their uh, duet they say, "I miss crying in your arms." Uh, that's gay. That's gay. That's pretty gay. That's I miss crying in your arms. That's gay. <laughs> 
was also, was also that other line in the song that was like, oh, I'm super gay. <laughs> And you're also gay. Well, that's gay. No, that's also gay. Um, yeah, no, I definitely got gay vibes. They definitely yeah. had... I never once picked up gay vibes. Because she was like, uh, i got to go off, i got to discover them, I've got to, mm. like, live for my... You, you're absolutely... She's like, i got to go sail the 17 seas, because it's a fantasy. She's like, I've got to go sail the 17 seas. And she was like, all right, honey, but I'll buy you a boat. <laughs> I'll buy you the boat to do it. It really felt because then the, the, the like final act of the episode is basically might be skipping ahead, but like it's, oh, it's fine. The, the blonde one fucks up in some way, and then she's like, "I was doing because I needed money for something." She's like, "Baby, yeah. baby, why didn't you just ask me for the money? I'll give you the money." And she's like, oh, "You already gave me a boat, babe." <laughs> and then she's like, "But uh, money is no object for me. Take baby. the money." And then she's like. Uh, okay, but if I can come back. And then the, the Hugh Hefner one was like, you can come back, but actually someone's already taken your spot. Okay, baby, you leave me, you mess up, you lose your spot. Yeah. yeah. It was really that house bunny that left Hugh Hefner then came back and then mm. lost all of her privileges to leave ever again. Oh, that's so funny. Mm. No, I felt oh. that absolutely. Yeah, there was real... Um the fact that they talked about money was very funny. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the part. That's the thing about this episode that really fucked me because <clears throat> it would like they very openly. She just like she's like I have no money. Like I am so poor. She's like, well, you should probably have asked for some help. She's like, I feel uncomfortable doing that. That's weird for me to ask for financial help. I'm like, oh my god, bitch, same. I was like, oh, like that's why. Like when we watched Puss in Boots, I was like, I can't relate to this yeah. shit. It's so young. Like this is aimed yeah. at three year olds, and I would argue that Eleanor of Avalor is aimed at that three to eight. Right, young children. That storyline though is really for thirty-five. For thirty-five year olds, one hundred percent. I was like, oh my god, bitch. I've had similar conversations <laughs> with friends where I was just like, no, I really like baby showers. Right, fucking. I, all my friends are having babies, and they, everyone's like, let's put in for a gift. I'm like, I will give fifty bucks, and someone's like, why don't we do a hundred each? I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. I am an artist, bitch. Like, I can't. Fifty bucks is what I can mm. do. People are like, babe. I'll put in for you. I'm like, I feel uncomfortable. It was literally like someone had filmed my life and put it on Eleanor of Avalor. It's like, oh, I wish I could have stayed out there. I just, I have no money. It's like, honey, babe, I'll pay for you. No, I feel weird about it. I got it. I fucking got it. But do you know what I think it <laughs> was yeah. more than them subtly and cleverly doing something? It, it felt really like we're at episode 20 of season three. Yes. Um, it felt more like you were on the writing staff. And you were just like, I don't know, maybe something about how she feels bad about, like, I'm taking money from it. Money. <laughs> it did very much feel, I had that vibe of three seasons deep of a show and it's like, oh, fuck, we just need a quick, it's a fucking 20-minute storyline. Like, yeah. give us something. I'm fine. Money? Yeah. Money. Is right. this a little bit like Daddy and his twink? I don't care. <laughs> It's yeah, it doesn't matter. Or there was one person in the writer's room, everyone was like, okay, guys, so how about we put them in like a fun magical situation where they have to learn this thing and they get, escape some fun, fun clue? And someone there who's like sweating and like shaking was like, oh, we could make it about how one of them needs money from the other one because um, they're too afraid to ask for money from the other one. What about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was either that they were like, we're out of ideas, let's use real things, yeah. whatever, yeah. or someone who was like pretending it wasn't a real thing who absolutely is like in a pimp. <laughs> And like, I got this little twing that keeps, yeah. us, it keeps trying to, and I'm like, baby, you could have just taken my cash, all right? I got that, I got, I got three seasons of Eleanor of Avalon going on, you know? It'd be so funny if the next one is just about like changing medication or something. <laughs> it's like, baby, I'm sorry, I know that I didn't clean up the palace today. It's just, I'm having a, uh, I'm on, I'm having a, like a medication holiday. <laughs> Just having two days off while I switch from Dexys to something else. Oh, it's all right, honey. I get it. Like, we're all stressed. And I'm so glad you got that diagnosis. I'm very, I'm very, like, I am really big on this idea, though, because in a, in a Disney cartoon, you usually get, what, an hour and a half, two hours, and they never really get into the depths of the fact that these characters are royals. Mm. But I yeah. love that this is, like, yeah. this is what the royals deal with. This is, They would deal with this with all of their, like, uh, middle-class lovers. Mm. Like, Absolutely. So yeah. funny. That relationship between the two of them, now that you're saying it's a bit gay, totally get it. But yep. I also think it's just such a relatable relationship. That being said, every other character in this was very weird. So weird. Weird. J John Leguizamo played a bat. 
A right? bat. A bat. It was a, a bat. sparkly bat. Yeah. It was like a, such a pretty bat. Also kind of gay. <laughs> so this show is a little bit gay. Uh, <laughs> um, this <clears throat> He played this bat that could basically just do anything you wanted it to do. That was its magical powers. It's like, oh, I need to get into this building. All right, I'll will it to be so. Just carry that bat with you everywhere. Why is that bat only with you one time in three seasons? Do you think that's representative of casting agents with John himself being like, he can do anything? Yeah. Let's make him a bat that can do anything. Potentially. You know? I don't think, I don't know, actually... I have a theory. No, I don't have a theory because it's too late. But I have a fun fact about this show in relation to John Leguizamo. What do you mean it's too late? Because like, so this was a 2016, I believe. Right. Um, but here's a fun fact for John mm. Leguizamo fans out there: the voice of um, uh, the fuck's her name, Eleanor of um, Avalor or whatever. It is uh, an actress whose name I am currently looking up. I'm so sorry. I was not properly prepared. That's not the right spot. Here we come. Is this the fun fact? Yep. Uh, Okay. So it's by someone whose name is Carrero, right? Amy Carrero. Amy Carrero played the assistant in the menu that's having dinner with John. Oh, wow. Have you seen the okay, menu? Good. Good no. no, you simply must. Okay. Uh, it's a very small cast and uh, John Leguizamo is having a bougie dinner with his assistant and his assistant is Amy Carrero, who is the voice of Eleanor. Wow. So I was it's all like, a circle. It's full circle. So I was like, oh, maybe he just kind of stepped in to do an episode of this show but one day. It's too late. But it's too late. So I don't know why. Like, it is one of those weird jobs of like, John, why did like, it would I, have I'll been, tell you what I reckon. Yeah, please. I have a full we theory. do this often with like the small jobs we love he gets. A theory like, oh on the small job. Mm. I think they had um, this small bat part. Is the bat, yep. was the bat in tech? Because I kind of dipped out in the mm. middle. The bat was integral to the plot. Yes, but also really, str- it was like, oh, and there's this bat that everyone knows, but it's not in any other episode. Because I was, yeah. as I was, I was confused by the bat. I'm guessing they wrote it in because they needed some magical way to get in and out of places and do yeah. certain things. So they wrote a fun bat character. Yeah, and then I think they it were also like, says very little. I know you wrote down what they says. Doesn't say yeah. much. Well, we'll get yeah. to this conspiracy theory, which I'm very excited yeah. about. My theory is they wrote this fun bat character, and then the casting agent they were like. Like, oh, who can we get? You know, just anyone good or jobbing actor. And the casting agent was like, you know, I think John might be free. And they're like, who? And they're like, John Leguizamo. And they're like, really? Would he do a bat? And he's like, I think he would. I know him. I reckon he'd do the bat. I think it'd be fun. Mm. And she called him almost directly. Mm. She's like, John, would you be up for it? And he's like, I'll go through my agent. But yeah, it sounds fun. I think it was that kind of situation. Okay. Yeah. It was like, a, I think John would be up. For, I think, you know who I think would be good for this? John Leguizamo. I'll see if he's free. How much? Yeah. That's what think? I was wondering. How much do you think he would have got for this? Yeah. Because I, if we had gotten this job, it's uh, about a $600 job because it's a day. Yeah. It's a day's work. So it's about 600 bucks. No. How much would he have gotten for it? I think he would have gotten... I think he would have gotten a, f- oh God, that's tough. That's because that's, yeah. that was what interested me the most because it's like he wouldn't have done it for 500 bucks. I would have. I'd have done it for free. But like, I w- like he wouldn't have done it for 500 bucks. But are they really going to give out like, what, 20 grand for no. this role in this show? But then maybe I'm like, maybe it's 10. But even that feels excessive for this show. But uh- also, what is John Leguizamo doing for less than that? I reckon maybe five grand. <clears throat> I reckon... It could be your theory or he has a niece or a second cousin's kid that mm-hmm. loves this show yeah. and keep talking about it. He got the offer to do it and he's like, I'll just do it. My, I like you that. Know, my, yeah, I don't think my he, relative would be happy to hear my voice on it. Mm. I think it was an amount of money that I would go, you know, yeah. like if I was offered mm. that amount of money, I would be like, Yes. But I think it was an it was he didn't do it for the money. Mm. Yeah. So I think I think it's in the five thousand range. That's my guess because five thousand for me feels like if I got offered five thousand dollars to do a job like that, I'd be like, oh, and that, and that is like, <laughs> oh my god, yes, mummy. That's about three hours in a studio. Yeah, Whereas it's not much. I reckon they pulled together five mm. grand for him, 
and I reckon he said yes to it, and then the agent was like, they can offer you five grand. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So That's he, how he approached it. That's my theory. Yeah. I just counted. He has eight lines of dialogue. Okay. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. Six, uh, yeah, can we get onto your conspiracy nine, theory, nine. please? My, my conspiracy theory, actually, now I hope I, is n- I don't disappoint, was the, the sugar daddy situation. Oh, yeah. That's my big conspiracy mm, theory. Mm, mm, I love that. that. I love that theory. But what does that have to do with him saying eight lines? Well, it, has no, it, it, has, it, it has nothing. Okay. I just wanted to write them down because I, I actually watched the episode twice. Wow. Oh, oh come on every week, actually. This is <laughs> great. You can be like our little uh, adjudicator. Yeah. You can sit at the back and just like come in if we Feed don't us know. Facts. Hey, what happened? What happened in the middle? <laughs> Why did no one talk about that weird guy in the background that was touching himself? What was that? What? Actually, hey. what's the, what was the bat for? I like hack into the mainframe and my eyes were back in my head. I know everything. Did you have um, any particular lines that you loved? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. My favourite one was uh, him just ex- so much exposition in this show. So mm, much. So much. That. That made it easy to watch when you have no idea what the show is. And I, mm. this is something I think kids' shows don't do well is when kids' shows are se- uh, serialised, so you are, like, learning more about the story as it's continuing to go along, mm-hmm. having to jump in and understand what's going on is hard. This episode was easy for us yeah, all to yeah, take yeah. in yep. because it was so much exposition. At one point he just says, well, you see these wings glowing? That, one's, that means someone's using magic to locate us. Great job of him just telling yeah. us what's what. Well, that's just a brilliant little moment in a writer's room going, well, she needs to figure out where they are. Okay, well, the bat can say it from wings. Going. Exactly. Okay. My favourite line was, ah, can't keep a good bat down. Am I right or am I right? I loved that line too. Then he turns around and goes, hey, where'd everybody go? <laughs> that's and comedy. I reckon, I reckon, <laughs> and that's comedy. Yeah. I reckon he improved at least one of those bits. Yeah, John Absolutely. famously improvs his voiceover stuff. And also, worth noting here, very, very quickly for all of the big voiceover John Leguizamo fans, an, a different voice again. This wasn't Bruno. This wasn't Sid. Um, this was a different kind of voice that He's we got. He's good at voiceover. He's very He's good got at range. voice work. Um, I didn't, however, recognise anybody else in the cast. I recognise Chris Parnell is in it. Chris Parnell. Chris it? Parnell is one of the, f- the fucking cats with wings. Did he sound like Chris Parnell? Yeah. He, yes. And that's and uh, see, I really dipped out in the middle. Um, Doctor Leo Spichemin yeah, from Thirty Rock. Spichemin. That's the. Oh, yeah. oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that the giant, the actual giant, uh, was voiced by a wrestler, an oh, actual amazing. wrestler. Um, who? Who was? There was like a New Zealand lady. Okay, I've written here I, that I was personally offended by the egregious. Australian and or New Zealand accent. Yeah, this, was, was it fake? It was, it sounded fake. It sounded fake. I, it what I fake. thought it was, oh, was it set in Australia? It's set, set in, in Avalor. But no, where had she sailed to? Because she was getting letters from Avalor to yeah. somewhere she else. She wasn't in Australia. Now let's say she Oh, was. we're talking about that woman who was selling her crackers. Because I thought it was an Australian lady doing a different accent. I thought it was, no, I think it was a fake Australian I think it was accent. a fake Australian. Wait, so in this, in Zach's head. Avalor and Australia exist in the same universe? That's where I was, why I was confused. For so time. where's Avalor? Whoa. Where's Aval- Avalon Airport? Hmm. Where's Avalor? Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't know. No, it's not. I, the, I'm confused the- at a level that I can't <laughs> dig myself out of this hole, guys. She basically <laughs> she docks it as another land and she gets out and the woman running the shop has a really offensive Australian but also kind of New Zealand See, accent. This is what, so this is what I was saying is that I it felt like I thought what was happening was that it was like an, a New Zealand person trying to do a vaguely British accent. But I mm. actually, now that I hear this, I think you're absolutely right. Mm. Yeah. And then I got confused because I was like, oh, you're so confident. Was it said in Australia? I had like a moment where I was like, oh, is that why? But no, no. Um, but no, absolutely. It was a strange accent. It was strange. <laughs> yeah, strange. I thought it was odd. And I would also just like to say that, which I love, the very first piece of dialogue is uh, the blonde girl saying, land ho. Mm. And I was like. Absolutely. Who's the land ho? Are we going to meet them? <laughs> very good, Ashley. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Um, do we have any final thoughts on Eleanor of a- Eleanor? Eleanor? Eleanor of Avalor. Eleanor um, of Avalor. I, I, okay. Say it really fast three times. Eleanor, Eleanor of Avalor. Eleanor of Avalor. I'm struggling a lot with the name. We've all done mm. theatre. It's because it's Eleanor of Eleanor. Mm. Like it's not Eleanor of Eleanor. Yeah. 
I'm struggling with the fact that it's very similar but different. I just said that we've all Eleanor done theatre and, and I just remembered that I saw you in a show at Malthouse and I've never actually spoken to you about it and it was so good and you were fabulous in it, by the way. That was my double. No, it wasn't. It was you. <laughs> you fucking What? <laughs> no, but I haven't actually. Thank you were really you. good in that. That's like fine. really, That's really nice. good. And we should talk about it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Not now, though, because this is time for John. This is not about I'm me. I'm so sorry. I just remembered. Theater. I was like, oh, my God, I never, I think I messaged you, but I've never actually spoken to you about it. Anyway. That's lovely. Thank you. I'm sorry. You can talk about it. No, that's fine. We'll talk about it after. Um, it's fine. <laughs> she was phenomenal. I saw a show at Malthouse written by a friend of all of ours, Alistair. King. Yeah. Sorry. Alistair Baldwin, King. Yep. Golf King. Go Off King. And you were in it. And I was just like, oh, my God, it's Ashley. And I was just like, oh. And it was so good. And the, it was you. such a good show. It was such a good I show. I missed it. It, it was, was really, really beautiful. I missed it. Anyway, um, my final thoughts are I, of all of the kids' shows, and I'm not talking about the family-friendly shows. I'm talking about the kids' shows he's done. Mm-hmm. I thought this was the most enjoyable for me, and that's including Ice Age. <laughs> um, but I don't think I will ever watch an episode again. He's not in any other ones? Nope. Uh, no, I've got no final thoughts. Mm-hmm. I have a couple. Yeah, great. <laughs> Is the show still being made? No. Do we know? Okay. Well, they had a missed opportunity to bring him back, and I think maybe that's why. At the very end of the Mm. episode, basically, the bat disappears, and Mm. they're like, oh, well, I reckon that another conspiracy theory forming right before our very eyes. If, however, he got onto that, uh, if there was some relationship that brought him to do this Mm. job, they were like, great, so we'll have this open-ended ending so you can come back. Something horrible has gone on with whoever got him him in this job. They they no longer oh. speak because why would he not come back if they had an open ended situation? Yeah, he got busy, signed a contract that was bigger, and or was just that. like, "I'm not coming back." And they're like, "That's all right." <laughs> or that, or he yeah. was like, "Okay, well, that was this, a bust." This, yeah, that was not it. That was not it. Was I don't. It. I think that John would struggle to remember he did this. That's yeah. what I think. I think it, yeah. I'm, I'm on board for both of you. I think he was like, Eleanor of Avalor. Oh, wait, that's the one that my nieces really like or mm-hmm. my friend's daughter's obsessed with. Um, maybe she can come to set that day and meet Eleanor. That's cute. But, but also that it was like, and the director's just offered because I know her. I really think it's seen, it's someone from Ice Age was involved in it or something. Oh, maybe. Like it was just that he knows the person. Yeah, yeah. maybe. It's okay. got much more that vibe. Mm. That's a very good point. I, I definitely think that we're all on board about that. Help. Why yeah. ever he did it, it wasn't for the money. But what we can all agree on is that it was a bit gay. I'd say it was very gay. <laughs> it was, it was incredibly gay. gay. <laughs> and I say, go girls, get it. Yeah, absolutely. Go girl, go, get it. I love get, that. Get, it. get your sugar mama. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Now, Ash, as you uh, may know, if you've listened to us before, mm-hmm. we do a, a rating system at the end of every episode called Leguistamos. We are not rating what we feel about this episode out of five. It's I how. Am. I will be. No, it's for how Leguizamo-y it is. So how much of an imprint Leguizamo made on this film. So how Leguizamo-y the feeling is. For example, Romeo and Juliet, that's five Leguistamos. Speed, he's not in it, but that's two Leguistamos. (laughs) Um, I am going to give this two Leguistamos. I don't think... Equal with speed. Equal. If not, maybe one and a half, but that's what I gave the counsellor, so I don't feel comfortable giving yeah, it one yeah, and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it two. Um, I thought he did a great job. I thought that the voice work was good. I lo- The thing that gives it two and not one and a half is that when I heard it, I was like, that's some John shit. Because like, do you know what I mean? Like mm. he put his mark on it by going, I'm John Leguizamo and I'm going to do this little glittery bat cunt. And he smashed. So for that, I'm giving it two. But otherwise, I didn't feel a huge amount of Leguizamo within this episode. Ashley. Yeah, I think that's a fair rating. Mm. Okay, I need to look at this in two parts because without the character mm. and his input, the actual episode would have fallen apart. Hey, great right? point. His, he, he's there to bring the story along, which, which boosts, boosts his rating up. But as we pointed out, he had eight or nine lines of dialogue. Mm-hmm. They really could have done more with him, I think. Mm. You know, the raw talent that is bringing that voice. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it two Point two stars. Okay, is go that for right? Point Sorry, oh, Leguistamos. How dare I? I think we might change the rules at some point, and oh you'll be the only one that ever gave it two point two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you so know how there's like swimming records mm. that will always be like mm. because we will convene in future. But, but yeah. right now, there's no rule against two point two. Don't change the score gonna... because one day when someone brings their their topic onto like one of those like. Um, game shows where you have special topics and their special topic is Leguizamarama. Someone mm-hmm. will ask who gave Eleanor who a was the only person, person to give a 2.2 star and they'll yep. be like, that was Ashley Appap, bitch. That's going to be the most important moment And they'll say it like that. They'll go, Ashley Appap, bitch. 
What about you, Zach Leguistamos? Oh, wow. Um, so here's my theory. Here's my thoughts is um, what is more Leguizamo-y than a half day of recording for something he didn't need to do? Preach, bitch. I hear that. And that's why I'm giving it. Don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> that's why I'm don't, Zach. It. Don't fuck around. Don't fuck with our system. Listen to your heart. <laughs> I'm giving it four Leguizamos. Okay. That's, that is so mental. <laughs> It's the most Leguizamo episode 20. Yeah. Season, Season three. three. Giant eight, eight, lines. eight lines of dialogue. Eight lines. That's just the motherfucker mm. just going, yeah. Some people yeah, say, I'll I hear what it. you're saying. I'll do it. Um, yeah. Now, Ashley, you are about to do a show. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, it's called Restless. It's yeah. called Allegedly. It's called Alleg- <laughs> Honestly, that would have been a great that name. That would have been a really good name. <laughs> Sorry, guys. i got to go call the comedy festival staff and change Immediately something. Immediately change it. No, so you're doing Restless. Where are you taking it? Restless. Um, yes. I thought, you were co- I thought it was called The Wrestler for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm here, Darren Aronofsky, bet you to the punch. No, actually, it's me exposing that I wrote that he stole it from me. I'm coming for it. That's what the show's for. about. I'm coming for, coming for a... Duck. Restless. And I'm yeah. using the Melbourne International Comedy Festival as my platform. I'm going to I'm gonna get him. No, um, it's called Restless. I'm doing three work in progress shows in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the 5th, 7th and 9th of March. So yep. if you're in Adelaide, come to the fucking those. It's got a different name. It's called Out of Body Experience, I think, because it's going to... It might not be the same. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. But... Um, yeah, comedy festival doing uh, my first ever hour of just stand up, wow. as opposed to all the other weird little things that I you're do. You're doing stand up. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited that you'll be yeah, smashed. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and I'm filming uh, a live stream of, that will be like a taping with a live studio audience here mm. at our beloved stupid old studios on the second of April. So Beautiful. If anyone likes to be part of history, mm. they should come to that. And a hundred percent, if you've not. Um, ever checked out something that Ashley Appap has done? Please do. She's so good. You're so good. Thank like you, freaky good. Like it's it's scary and like yeah, award nominated. Scary. But you're always churning stuff out and like you're making really really beautiful stuff. And I think that everyone should go and check out what you're doing because it's wacky and zany, but like just like so sweet. And I love it. Thank you. That's wacky lovely. and zany, but sweet. That's wacky. really nice. And you know what? I think that could be said about both of you too. Wacky oh. and zany, but sweet. Yeah, I'm oh, actually more of an asshole. Yeah, Zach's actually a big piece of shit. <laughs> Um, Tom, what should ah, Tom take us away ah, with? Um, uh, just, I, I would love to hear Tom freestyling. I'd, I'd freestyle a song, Tom, about um, two uh, lovers that have been departed by ship, uh, but for a Disney show. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Love you, Tom. I don't really understand what Mish meant. Something about departing by ship. I haven't seen Eleanor of Elvador, so I don't really get what's going on, but it sounds like there was someone who went overseas on a ship, and it was really sad, because they were apart. It's really not cool when you're apart from your loved ones. This is cool. I love doing this for Mission Zack. My favourite thing to do is to freestyle rap, especially when it's for Mission Zack. Is this enough? Do you think this is enough? Hopefully by now we've faded out so you guys can't hear this. If you can, bye-bye everybody. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.